0: Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Fully Vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Brooklyn Dad Defiant. I always enjoy talking to him, but before I do, I always try to keep these intros short. I do have a tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro. The Start Me Up Podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going. If you enjoy today's conversation, take a look at the About page, check out some of my past guests, you'll see most of the time I talk to political people but occasionally I interview actors because I used to be one just visit patreon.com slash start me up I do two free shows a week Mondays and Wednesdays and they're followed up by What's Up With Me a show for patrons only after each free show check out the variety of tier options at patreon.com slash start me up you can make a one time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description I've included a link that allows you to donate through PayPal you can find start me up on iTunes, Stitcher, and and wherever podcasts are found just stop by the itunes slash apple podcast store become a subscriber it's free and while you're there please rate the show and leave me a review i would really appreciate it now please enjoy my conversation with brooklyn dad defiant welcome back to the show Majid, or i should say brooklyn dad defiant <laughs> hey welcome thank you <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today lots and lots so we're gonna dig in really quick first of all um I have so much to talk to you about but of course the first thing i'm going to bring up is the delta variant and i'm going to ask Uh, you what do you make of this new republican effort to get people vaccinated what do you think is happening
1: uh i think they saw some some poll numbers that scared the crap out of them and uh and they realized that they need to reverse course immediately that's one Mm -hmm. that's one thing Mm -hmm. and then number two there seemed to be, uh, there seemed to be a dovetail between uh, the steep, sudden drop in the stock market last yep. week and <laughs> the sudden uh emergence of all these Republicans yeah. who are suddenly like, Oh yeah, by the way, yeah, you should get I mean it was that same night that yeah. Sean Hannity went on the air and it's like, by the way, I've always trusted the vaccine. And yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy of science and come on, dude, you, you are not. You are not. So yeah, yeah, it was that same night and all of a sudden there was they were falling over themselves to uh start uh pitching the vaccine. So Yeah,
0: Yeah. let me ask you this, too, because Chris Hayes was – I've talked about this last week, but I just want to see what you think. Uh, Last week, Chris Hayes said something like, okay, well, they figured – Republicans figured that the Biden administration would be more competent, especially, you know, getting vaccines done and everything, and Mm -hmm. they would just take a hands-off approach, and I guess that means that they were going to ridicule – the vaccine because clearly that's what they did. I mean, I wouldn't call it a hands off approach because they were really busy pushing the disinformation and ridiculing the, the vaccine, the vaccination. um, Yeah. And the vaccine. But basically I think what they thought was going to happen or, or what Chris said they thought was going to happen was that basically people would get vaccinated and then they could just, you know, uh, I don't know, not take credit for it, but just kind of roll along. And But then again, they're pushing, you know, I've heard the argument that they're pushing the anti-vax shit because um, they want Biden to look bad. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that they didn't figure in, and this is what I'm adding, is the variant. And so obviously there's all these red states with all these people who are refusing to get vaccinated. In fact, I saw a CNN story and I wish I think it was Arkansas who there was all these people, like this one woman had an eight-year-old kid. He had COVID. He was really, really sick. And she's like, no, we're not getting vaccinated. Then another Mm -hmm. guy interviewed, no, my family and I are healthy. We've kind of always been, you know, we think vaccines come along every time there's a new president, which is totally not fucking true. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's like, I don't know where you grab that. But, uh, you know, we're not getting vaccinated. So there's this huge portion of people in the red states who are refusing it. And now Delta is, you know, I mean, I don't know how many deaths we're going to see. But I do think that we're going to see death, and I think that every fucking vote counts, and Republicans know that. Do you think that might be part of the risk? Do you think that they're considering that they're, you know, killing off their own constituency by playing down the threat and and, and making the vaccine sound like some government-controlled substance substance that you know there's the Soros chip, Soros chip. What?
1: Well, Kimberly, they they've had access to the exact same information (laughs) that we've had since since the vaccines were approved. And, you know, I I love the fact that there I I, suddenly I have a a ton of uh, Twitter stalkers, people who are like just kind of (laughs) pouring through all of my tweets like, oh, look, back in September of 2020, you said you wouldn't trust a vaccine being pushed by a, a bleach injection uh, snake oil uh, con man and well you know what <laughs> I still don't <laughs> however however I do trust a vaccine that has been approved by scientists mm-hmm. number one and number two has been shown not to have any severe side effects mm-hmm. I was concerned about that and you know yeah. what? I was open open, like, a book about it on my show. I, yeah. you know, I, would, I would tell people, like, yeah, I'm a little bit leery about it, you know, and who yeah. wouldn't be, right. Right? right? But I sat back, and I observed, and I did my own research, and I saw the science, and I was like, yeah, okay, and yeah. my whole family is vaxxed, and not only that, that Delta variant scares the crap yeah. out of me, yeah. you know, we, we went, like, the whole fa- family is vaxxed. And we went down recently to uh, Florida to visit my dad, who, you know, he's he's not in great health, but Mm. he's in better health than normal when I go to visit him. We wanted to pay a visit when he's not in the hospital kind of thing. So, you know, um, so it's down in Florida and right off the bat, Florida scares Mm -hmm. the hell out of me. Right. We get down there and we're fully vaxxed and everything, but we see Like, almost nobody wearing masks, Mm -hmm, right? mm
0: -hmm. And
1: you know what my directions to the family were? Mask up. Yeah. When we're we're indoors, because we went to the mall a few times, when we're indoors, it's masks on. I don't care how many people are maskless. We are wearing these masks until we get outside, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think – and I I think – I don't know, though. Like, I mean, I'm wondering – as far as this GOP push, do you think they're realizing that their constituents are going to be dying? Do you think that that's even part of it?
1: I think if if that were the case, they'd be making a more aggressive and concerted yeah, push. Like, like, again, last week I saw Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. come out and make a statement, and I saw Sean Hannity make a statement. But then right after that, I think he backtracked on that statement, oh. and then I haven't seen any change in tone from uh, Tucker Carlson Mm -hmm. or any of the rest of the talking heads on Fox. So, you know, one thing I noticed about the Republicans, right, is that they have strong messaging uh, discipline. They do. You know what I mean? Like when they're supposed to be pushing a certain narrative, every one of them falls in Line yeah. And they repeat that, you know, there's this no discrepancy between what
0: mm-hmm. this one
1: is saying and that one's saying. They're all on the same page. Yeah. And they're not all on the same page with the vaccine. They're not.
0: Right. Yeah, so, you're right. You're right. They're not. And that is curious. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this was interesting, though. There was a report coming out of Provincetown that a cluster of COVID-19, people who got it uh, up to 551, quote, 69% of the confirmed cases among Massachusetts residents occurred in individuals who were fully vaccinated. Those mm-hmm. infected have found to be predominantly symptomatic. And then there was also, um, in that same, there was an article, I think, what, what did that come, it's ABC News. So in addition, official, officials reported that 88% of the cases are among males and the median age of those testing positive is 39. So yeah, the Delta scares me because, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily fear if I were to catch it that I would go to the hospital or die. But I could mm-hmm. give it to my seven-year-old niece who's not protected. And right. the, the, the main fucking thing, it drives me nuts because people aren't talking about this and people just make assumptions. This vaccine was created to prevent you from dying and going to the hospital. That's mm-hmm. basically it. I mean, yeah, the it reduces the infection rate. But one of the things that has not been fully answered, and, and I've looked it up, and all I could find was that scientists said that there was less – it was, like, not likely, but – If I were to catch the Delta variant or whatever, whatever I would catch, regular COVID, whatever, and Mm -hmm. I was asymptomatic, let's just say, or a very mild case, um, am I going to be at risk the same amount as the non-vaccinated people who get it for long-term issues? And I'm not talking long haulers per se. I'm saying you could get a mild case of, of, say, COVID-19 and then you're over it. And and it was just, you know, you didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that. Three months down the line, if you're a male, maybe you have erectile dysfunction. Maybe you are experiencing depression that you can't shake. You know, there's a number of things and not everybody who got COVID had these issues that would pop up later, but quite a few did. And so there's nothing that I've ever heard that the vaccine prevents that from happening. So that's one of the main reasons that I'm, you know, frightened about any any fucking form of COVID, like what's Mm going to happen in the long term we don't know and people are making assumptions oh it's no it's not the same where are you getting it's not the same because i fucking scoured the internet and all i found was one article in the guardian where the doctor said well it's probably less likely but it's or scientists, I should say, okay, well, A, we're in the beginning of this. This is like a, a, the beginning, uh, even though the pandemic was, you know, in 2020, still we're at the fucking start of it. We don't have mm-hmm. all the answers. We won't know, you know, 15 years from now, we'll have more answers. Right now, we're just finding it all out. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there because there are a lot of people who think, including Democrats, who think that just because they're vaccinated, everything's fine. And it isn't. You know, we still have, because of all these people who are unwilling to get vaccinated, whether they're mostly Republicans, some of them are from the left, because I know some of these people. Um, Mm. And I totally get what you're saying. I want to go back to, you know, even with animals, you know, like, I think my mom one time took one of our cats in to get vaccinated. And at the vaccination site, there was a tumor, which was benign. But Mm -hmm. um, that always freaked me out. And whenever I get an animal, I fucking hate getting them vaccinated. I always get them vaccinated, but I hate it. And so, you know, I totally understand the fear around vaccinations, especially around something that even though the COVID, or I should say coronavirus, scientists had been working on that for years and years and years and years before the COVID-19. And then they all stopped everything just to work on that particular virus for the vaccine. It's still you're like, "Oh my God, oh my God, but yeah, I don't want to die, so I'll take it." <laughs> yeah, and
1: you know what I, re- I I'm fairly sure that in the early days when the polio vaccine came out, there was probably some yeah vaccine hesitancy back then, too, you, you know, know, people who didn't trust science and didn't you know, but then there were there were more people who were like, "You know what? I'm not sure about that, but I'm also sure I don't want to die, and I don't want my kids to die, so yeah. all right. I'll take my chances with the vaccine. And now guess what?
0: No more polio. Yeah. And everybody's pretty much fine. And any vaccine, any kind of medication. I mean, you (sighs) can fucking take Advil on the wrong day and it could affect you. You know, in a negative way, you're, you're going to take a risk. No matter what you do, you get in the car, you take a risk. Uh, mm-hmm. You could fall and hit your head at home and die. So, I mean, there is a risk with everything we do, and when we know that it is, uh, you know, killing people, it's just insane. And then the last thing I'll say about this is that the uh, from the same article, the ABC article, people infected with the variant had about a thousand times more copies of the virus in their respiratory tract. So, it is definitely more dangerous. And I hope. That people Wait, have, say that again.
1: people People had about a
0: hundred times more copies of the virus and their respiratory tracts than those infected with the original strain of coronavirus. Oh. So it's like a thousand times fucking worse as far as how much is in you. I think it's called the oh God, I can't remember what it's called. There's a name for it, and of course, I'm gonna blank on it. but um, I've heard this I've heard this thousand number before, but it, uh, the is it a viral shed? Maybe it's the viral shed but it's just it's more i i've heard that not only is it more contagious it's also a stronger uh version of the original of the original. Stream. yeah so i think that there's m- i mean initially we were hearing that it was just more contagious that it wasn't more dangerous now we're hearing that it's more dangerous so yeah masking up is the thing to do and it's really better if everyone were to do it because you mask up to save other people to a degree it protects you but it's yeah. really about protecting each other and that's that's where <laughs> I love that
1: little animation. I don't know if you've seen this meme going around where they they show like an illustration of somebody who's two – like two figures that are naked and one is peeing.
0: Oh, right. Uh, Yeah. Right?
1: And then the next one, there's – they put pants on him and then
0: uh, he's peeing on
1: himself. That that whole thing, it's it's very effective, the the messaging. Um, Yeah, because
0: if you're wearing pants and he's wearing pants and you try to pee on him, you're just going to pee all over yourself.
1: Yeah. Pretty so much, yeah, and pretty
0: that's. Much. Oh my but God. The,
1: you know, the, what scares me more than the Delta mm-hmm. is the fact that this thing is mutating.
0: Exactly. To where
1: you know how many different Greek alphabet <laughs> versions are we going to go through before before the vaccines that we have now are mm-hmm. no longer effective? Yeah. That. Yep. You know, because you, I'm sure you've heard that they're talking about doing a third shot, like mm-hmm. a booster shot. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> at what point, you know, does this thing run out of control? And mm-hmm. is it getting out of control because there is such a prolonged resistance yeah. of people, you know, clamping down and saying, Okay, we'll wear a mask. We'll we'll get uh we'll get the vaccine. And is this just giving the Delta variant and other variants more time to stay out there and proliferate.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's you're absolutely right. <clears throat> that's what terrifies me. And that's what terrifies anybody who has a fucking brain and they're using it. So it's um, it's really scary, but I want to talk about a different variant now, and his name is Ron DeSantis. <laughs> DeSantis, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have to say that I'm really terrified of him. I'm terrified of you know, I mean, I talk to every every person I have on the show, and I've asked you this before. I asked you in March. I don't even remember what you said, but um, I always like try to gauge where everybody is, and mm-hmm. you know, where what do you think is going to happen in 2022, which I'll ask you later, and in 2024. Um, but there just there was a some, Okay, it's favorability. Axios did net favorability of GOP frontrunners among Republican voters. Trump plus 55. That's Donald Trump Jr. By the way, Donald Trump Jr. is up 55 points. What? Yeah, and then Ron and I'm wondering if they got that wrong, because it's usually Donald Trump, but they put Jr. So maybe Jr. But the second one that
1: doesn't one, make any sense. Coke Jr. There's no it way he uh, sense. There's, there's uh, no way he's pulling that high. I like, mean, I, okay, if if that's what the uh, the thing is, I guess it is.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe they made him sick. Usually, it's Trump who's number 1 cuz Trump is not even on this only Trump Jr so i'm thinking they might have made a mistake but Ron DeSantis is at number 2 at at plus 54 now mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of people including my boyfriend who has said you know he only won florida by point you know i think it was like four uh zero i don't know 0.4 i don't know it was uh-huh. a small margin but the way i look at it is like to me that is meaningless because when he ran For Florida governor I did not know who he was I was not paying attention to him I know who he is now And a lot of people know who he is now And as we approach the 24 election I believe his name is just going to get You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Trump Right now Donald Trump I really think they made a mistake But um, I think Donald Trump Is clearly the favorite Of the cult I don't know Mm -hmm. about the entire party But the cult will definitely you know, probably be, you know, if they got their way, that's who they'd get. Now, right. is he going to be that nominee? I don't know. I'd say if it's not him, I think it's going to be DeSantis. And DeSantis is smarter than Donald Trump, mm-hmm. which makes him, in my opinion, even more dangerous. I think they're both incredibly dangerous. So what are your thoughts about this? Do you think like, OK, let's take it to this is going to be a long thing. A, 2022, And what do you think is going to happen? You know, the prediction, if you're going to go with anything, is that, you know, going by history, that the party who is, uh, you know, in power uh, in the White House usually loses part of Congress. Although, uh, and that did happen in 2018 with Trump. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, although you could argue things could be different. So what do you think is going to happen in 2022? If we do lose the House, there's a huge, huge uh, threat that they, that, you know, depending on what that Congress looks like, that whoever is it, let, let's say Biden is the 24 nom and wins, that that Congress will not accept, especially if we don't have the Senate, that will they will not accept that and they will put in the Republican. So how confident are you and what do you think, what do you see coming? I'm not
1: confident at all. The only thing I am confident on is my ability to keep Pressing and keep pushing the importance of expanding our Senate majority mm-hmm. and holding our majority in the House. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is a terrifying prospect because already, as it is, we are getting so much obstruction and pushback from the Republicans right now. While we have a quote unquote majority, mm-hmm. it's a, a very slim majority. Yeah. Just imagine if we lose that, then. We, we make no more progress. Uh, uh, President Biden will have no way of getting anything passed. And forget about, you know, killing the filibuster. Yeah, I
0: know.
1: You know. Um, yeah, so oh. I'm not confident about it. All I can say is that there are some winnable races uh, for the Senate in five uh, – in five states at least five states they're winnable uh okay. like let's see florida ohio pennsylvania north kakalaki and uh what the hell is the fifth one i want to say <laughs> wisconsin <laughs>
0: huh that's interesting um i was just thinking of something right before oh i can't remember now uh well deep okay so then i guess what i what, the next question i have for you is and i agree with everything you're just saying is do you think that um what do you think the chances are that we're going to get this voting bill passed
1: i think um i think the chances are low mm-hmm. i've already I've already heard on some of these news shows they're, they're saying that the biden administration is hoping that we can out uh out organize mm-hmm. voter suppression mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, which means that they are kind of pulling back on that fight. I think, yeah. um, and I'm I'm really kind of pissed off at Joe Biden, uh, to be frank. If that he has not exerted more pressure yeah. on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, yeah. you know, I I think he is under the misguided notion that this Congress is the Congress of his younger days Mm -hmm. you know there's there's no more there's no more bipartisan congress period that shit has been obliterated by you know from from the very first day that mitch McConnell said he was going to uh ensure that president obama only has serves one term yeah from the time that he said i'm uh no uh mr president i'm not going to uh uh, pass your nominee or whatever. When mm-hmm. it was Merrick Garland, yeah, yeah that shit is dead. Bipartisanship right. is dead, and okay. I, I really think that if the shoe were on the other foot, the Republicans would be <laughs> pulling out every single arcane yes trick in the book that they could to, uh, to not just uh, squash us, but you know, make us completely irrelevant. And I, I wish we had uh, people on our side. That would do that, uh, you know. I look. I believe that is. It is important. Still, no matter what the challenge ahead of us is, is to fight like hell. Yeah. So I'm not going to be defeatist and say, "Oh, we can't win yeah. and do nothing." No, I'm going to fight tooth and nail. To make sure that every single person we can get registered gets registered, I think if we had fifty more Stacey Abrams, uh, forty-nine more Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. you know, we'd have a much better shot at um, at building our House majority and Senate majority. Mm-hmm. But we only have one Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. so as as such, we we've got to try to um, to keep people engaged and enraged and motivated to not only go to the polls, but boost our uh, registration numbers mm-hmm. and, and make it happen.
0: Well, I keep saying that, I mean, because we still have a bunch of, you know, a lot of time for people, people who live in, say, red states where all these terrible voting suppression laws are passing, um, they still have time to do what they need to do whether it's, you know, getting a day off of work, or, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that if, if if where they live, if they have to show an ID, that they can get an ID. I realize that for some people, especially for poor people, that's really difficult. And some mm-hmm. of them may not be able to. But the cost of I mean, you do have to show an ID to get registered to vote in the first place. So mm-hmm. I, I think that you know, people who live in these towns where it's like really far to get to, you know, uh, to, to vote, again, if you can get that day off, if that's possible, um, you know, figure out a way, you know, get some... And if you don't have a car, find the friend that has a car and do a mm-hmm. carpool or something. There's, you know, there. if you're smart and you're... I know that there are some people who are just going to be fucked, but I think most people who are you know, victims of this suppression can still work around it because we have the time. If you wait until the last minute and go, Oh, it's on Tuesday and I'm working. You know what I mean? It's like, if you would have thought ahead, perhaps you can make a plan. Maybe, you so, know,
1: go ahead. So that, that's, that's part of the problem, Kimberly. And so like you and I, and, uh, many others who are in the, uh, uh, political Twitter verse, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we tend to spend a thousand percent yeah, more time focused right. <laughs> on politics than the average Jane and the average Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, those folks are busy busting their ass yep. to make rent payments and mm-hmm. pay off their car note and keep up on the utilities and feed the kids and figure out uh, childcare and all that stuff. So when life is coming at you yeah. fast, you know, you have to some things you have to let drop. and unfortunately, yep. The, for i believe the the majority of regular americans they're focused on on life shit you yeah, know you're right and and you know if voting and access to voting and access to registration were made a whole lot easier yeah. then we'd be in a much better place but mm-hmm. it's not so usually like election day will often creep up on people to the point where they won't even realize that there's an election going on, especially like those midterm elections, exactly, yeah. Those, you know, people don't normally care about the midterm elections. They don't think it's that important yeah. as, you know, electing a new president, but really those midterm elections yeah. are critical, yeah. but because people are so, um, I want to say, you know, just distracted with keeping the wheels turning in their lives. Um, it's it's hard to uh to to get the turnout to be as high as let's say a 2018 you know 2018 we we had a banner year for turnout um last year we we right. lost some some house seats you know uh yeah so what what is the solution i don't know it's it's that those of us who are plugged in we stay plugged in and we reach out to those of you know to our friends and family who aren't necessarily plugged in yeah. and get the conversation going you know in barbershops and hair salons hey what are you going to do you know what, what are your plans are you registered to vote you know yeah. uh do you you know do you know how important this midterm election is you know right and it's hard to it's it's hard to get people excited or motivated about something that is a year and some change away yeah, you know that's true uh, that's true it people sucks. normally don't worry about their you know their electricity being shut off until it gets shut off
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know that's like usually it takes it ta- i mean i think trump did motivate people to get out in 2018 because we saw a huge turnout um yeah. i think it was like uh general election size turnout So I'm hoping that Republicans are making people uncomfortable and that they're realizing it. I guess we'll see. Now I wanna get to the one six commission, but Mm -hmm. first we need to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back after this message. If you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, ooh, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now. Introducing the new Genucel Serum with Plant Stem Cell Technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote, I've been using Genucel for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and they haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and get 50% off all Genucel packages for summer. Go to com slash Stephanie. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenusell.com slash Stephanie. And we are back. Okay, so as far as this 1-6 commission... Um, I know that you know. Uh, first of all, Nancy Pelosi was like, "Fuck you, Jim Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. her. I love her. Um, and then you know, so then Politico, you know, comes out with this article saying that that she shoots herself in the foot because you know she she's not letting in Republicans, but there are Republicans. What's the guy? Mm-hmm. What's the latest guy that she just appointed?
1: Adam Kinzinger. Yes.
0: So there mm-hmm. are going to be Republicans on this commission. And um, Liz Cheney. And Liz Cheney. So, I, of course, I know we're all – the only thing we're going to hear from people like asshole Jim Jordan is like, oh, rhinos and, you know, deep state and whatever.
1: But Actually, this this morning they're calling her – they're calling those two Pelosi Republicans.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Fucking A. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can hear <laughs> my family member who is a maggot saying that. Oh, my God. Um. Do you think that – Okay, well, and then, okay, I'm going to tie this together. There was a, a, an article from L- January of 2020 that said GOP voters acknowledge and dismiss Trump's law breaking. For many GOP voters, Trump's violations of the law, they're not a deal breaker. Their approval of him is detached from their assumptions about his illegalities. And in fact, Terry Canfield, who I found that this was a thread she did, she's a lawyer, and she said they're totally cool with Trump getting indicted for tax crawl. Tax fraud because they don't think rich people should pay taxes. How people feel about lawbreaking depends partly on how they feel about the underlying laws. So, with all that said, so like we've got this commission going, and obviously it is a Senate thing. So it's uh, it's not, or a House thing. It's it's not like the FBI is doing this. Um, mm-hmm. But let's just say they you know determine you know people like Ted Cruz were part of the incitement, and, and Donald Trump is part of the incitement. Where do you think that this commission goes?
1: Uh, where do I think they go, or, or where like, do I think what, they should go?
0: Well, Because both,
1: those both. those aren't necessarily the, the same. <laughs> both. <laughs> uh, where, where I think they should go is that everybody who is determined to have been complicit in the January 6th assault on the Capitol, whether it was, whether they had financial uh, support, whether they gave uh, tours, uh, the, as I, they say, reconnaissance tours, yeah. you know, letting, letting them, say, showing them, here's where one exit is, here's where Ooh. another exit is. This is where Nancy Pelosi's office is, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you get to these places. Whether they gave tours like that, whether they in, helped to incite, they all need to be held accountable and like in the severest possible terms, do I think some um, uh, members of Congress need to be removed? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So whether they'll be removed, that's that's a long shot. Most likely, the most that will happen to a, a sitting member of Congress is maybe censure, mm-hmm. unless it turns out like that they gave material uh, aid and support. Like those yeah. guys, rep. Paul Gosar. Mo Brooks and Andy Biggs. Those dudes were helping Ali Alexander plan that shit. So those guys absolutely need to lose their seats without a doubt, you know, and probably need to go to jail.
0: Yes. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, And as far as the rest, like Trump, Absolutely. I can't wait until they haul his ass in front of the hearing. They have to. They have to. But do you if, think but if do, you okay, don't, so if what's going to happen if call he says Trump no? haul Trump into a congressional hearing, then the whole thing is a farce.
0: Totally and I agree, but let's say they do it and then he says I'm not going. And I know they can subpoena him. I yeah, know He's they not can. he's not in the White House anymore. He yeah. has no excuse. Right. She, but, you, you know, one of the
1: things that frustrated the hell out of me was that our house, our Democratic-led house, must have issued—I don't know—a two dozen different subpoenas to different people who were just like, "Nah, mm-hmm. I don't want to go." You know, uh, what's that guy? Steve Mnuchin. Right. He—he he was subpoenaed. He was like, "Nah, I don't feel like it." Yeah. And then there was no accountability. Like, what's the point
0: in having subpoena power if yeah.
1: people can just thumb their nose at you and like, "Nah." You know, go kick rocks. I I don't feel like it.
0: That's what that well. That's what scares me. It's like if they do call him in and he says no, are they going to subpoena him? Are they going to make it happen? Or are they just going to continue to allow these people, these criminals, just to get away with it? I mean, I don't. I mean, I know the base doesn't give a shit about Trump's crimes, you know, or the crimes committed by other people in his administration. I think they actually cheer for those people, but. Those people are lost anyway. I'm I'm looking at the independents. I'm looking at you know the Republicans who are you know I may disagree with them on everything, but they're pro democracy. Um, mm-hmm. You know somebody had mentioned instead of calling them never Trumpers to call them like you know Republicans for pro democracy or something like the pro de- pro democracy Republicans. And mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I mean there's a lot of, there's enough a few not enough few there's a few of them, um, but. Those are the people it matters for, you know, the Democrats, for the independents, for anybody who is not a fascist white supremacist. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it, you know, it would matter if Trump went to jail, which I don't know. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute. But I mean, you know, if, <laughs> if you see some of these people getting punished, I mean, I, I think, you know, the base would probably love it and want to use it. And, you know, in a way to say everything is partisan and they're just arresting you know Trump or whoever because of partisan politics, which isn't the case if the FBI were to find them guilty and, a, and, a, and a, a court would find them guilty. They wouldn't care. But I mean, the people who would care and the people that it's important for are the rest of us who are pro-democracy. But do yeah. you... Um, well, let me ask you this. Do you, what do you think the chances are that Trump will go to jail for anything?
1: I think there's a strong chance he will go to jail at the bare minimum... Bare minimum for tax fraud, tax evasion, for financial crimes. Bare minimum. That's the minimum. I don't know about all the other charges that he's got against him, but, yeah, yeah, definitely the financial crimes. So, like, give me a
0: percentage on he's going – like, let's let's say he's found guilty. What do you Mm -hmm. think percentage-wise he's going to go to jail?
1: 75%.
0: Wow, that's pretty strong. I, I don't have as much faith. I want to have yeah. faith, but I, I don't know. And you know I know
1: Look, they couldn't they couldn't get um Al Capone yeah, I know, I know. on anything. <laughs> they couldn't get him on murder. They couldn't get him on racketeering. <laughs> they couldn't get him on any of that shit. They got him on tax evasion. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, this country takes if they don't take anything else seriously, they take the taxes very seriously.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and <laughs> as far as the, the other stuff, I saw somebody tweeting uh, a, a few people have tweeted something similar to this. Uh, an insurrection without consequences is a dress rehearsal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like it is important for severe, severe consequences to be levied against people. And I'm sorry, the the ringleader of this thing was trump
0: mm-hmm. and i'm not mm-hmm.
1: talking about just what his speech on january 6th yeah. i'm talking that everything about everything that led up to january 6th i'm talking about him having stoked people's paranoia and fear and distrust in the election results no president has ever done that before none no incumbent right. no challenger no one has ever uh sowed that kind of unrest
0: yeah
1: in the American populace as he did. And if he's allowed to get away with that shit, who's to say that Ron DeSantis doesn't try that or Ted Cruz yeah. or, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, just go on down the line. And before you know it, we have no more democracy. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have a, uh, a cascading series of of elections with no result being confirmed by either side.
0: Yeah. I you know I am so freaking it's so hard for me. I you know it's it's just I've been talking about this and, and I've been talking about the fact that I've been so literally stressed my cortisol is high and mm. I you know it starts I, I had a test and I could see throughout the course of the day where when I first woke up, my cortisol was normal. And then like at noon, it was high. <laughs> and then it was higher around three. It's all day. I'm on the I'm online. I'm following the news. And it's just the more shit that I see, the more I'm yeah. worried. And I. And I, one of my main concerns is, you know, I mean, like you said, Biden thinks that he's got the Congress of his yesteryear, right? And I I do think that, but I also think that he understands what the threat is. And I mean, there was, I don't know if you saw that one clip that was going around over the weekend where I think it was a reporter asked him, something. Um, do you believe X? And I don't remember what the question was. He's like, well, do you believe that Democrats are, you know, drinking babies? <laughs> eating babies? Yeah. Or drinking <laughs> yeah. Babies yeah. Yeah. I didn't
1: see that. That was <laughs> so, funny.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I do think he has a certain grasp, but what I what I feel like the Democratic Party and again, you touched on this earlier, what the Democratic Party lacks and what the Republican Party does so very well is messaging. And mm-hmm. I really wish, I mean, I, I know that you have a lot of push and pull, and I know you're, I, I see what you do, I help you, I amplify you, and I, I, you know, I see the effort that you're making, and I don't know who you know in the world of politics, but it, just, it seems like I wish that we could see prominent democratic leaders and it doesn't have to be politicians I mean it could be somebody you know who is maybe Barack Obama or maybe somebody outside of politics and the president himself and the vice president herself you know maybe doing weekly or 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 bi-weekly fireside chats and you don't Mm. you don't have to say republicans are bad democrats are good but you have but I think what they should do is just point out facts And so, like, there's a combination of pointing out what Democrats are doing for you right now. For instance, this child tax credit where, you know, if you have kids uh, under – I think it's under six, you get $300 a month automatically if you filed for your taxes in 2020. If you have – children over six, you get $250 a month. That's going to stop at the end of this year. But if you continue to vote for Democrats, they're going to put in the, I think it's called the American Families Act, which is going to basically extend that and make it even better. So, you know, you've got the president, you've got really high-profile people saying, not only are Democrats, you know, bringing this to you and no Republicans voted for them, here's what the Republicans have done to, Mm -hmm. you know, diminish your trust in government, whatever it is, because it's like we can't play the way we used to. We have to do this differently, and I would really love, and I I put this out there to you just because I don't know who you know, and I do think it would serve all of us, because as you mentioned too, people who are paying more attention to their family, you know, gotta pay my rent, gotta pay dinner, I mean, gotta pay for groceries, you know, gotta get my kids off to school, don't have time to watch the news. If there were, if there was an ongoing narrative coming from Democrats, just mm-hmm. being truthful and sharing the benefits that they get with a democratic, with democratic leadership. I think word would get out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not all, not to everyone. So I'm just throwing that out there. I throw it out there to everyone because I know, you know, people and I know you got some connections and some Poland shit.
1: So <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, you, you, you'd be surprised. I don't really know. Um, I don't know any people in politics, despite the, you know, hundreds of tweets that went out accusing me of, you know, working for the DNC, I don't know anybody at the <laughs> DNC. I, yeah, but nobody. you've got like eight
0: hundred thousand know, followers. I, I wish I did. <laughs> I,
1: I have, um, I have a couple of senators that follow me, you yeah. know, um, but those guys they don't they don't answer their their DMs. I've tried.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm sure. But you. But but what I think, uh, what I'd like to emphasize is because you're like. I mean, you've got 800,000 Twitter followers, more than that. And so, you know, I mean, I know that occasionally I'll, I've got like 72,000. So I'll mm-hmm. put out a tweet and occasionally I will get like, I'll see um, who I fucking love this guy. What's his name? I'll, I'll think of his name in a minute. Um, Mark Hamill. Eric, no, Eric Swalwell. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Eric Swalwell, I mean, he's such a fucking badass, but... Um, I, I love the way. See his his message, His messaging is exactly what I'm talking about. He doesn't mess around. He just gets straight to the point. He doesn't fuck around with them. He doesn't let them, um, you know, bully him. And so you didn't know, didn't he
1: dunk on Tucker yes, the other day?
0: Yes, yes. He put out a uh, tweet, a DM that with a the text had. message, yeah, right? Screenshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, when he, I think Tucker wanted to talk to him and. Swallow was like, you you know, you've been saying things about my family. It's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. We're getting death threats or whatever he said. And then when he said no, Tucker called him a coward. Yeah. Yeah. And so he shared it. And it's like, good. See, that's the kind kind of fighting spirit we need. That we're not going to allow you people. But the thing is, is like I tweet something out that doesn't have fuck in it because most of, most of the things I tweet these days have fuck in it, but it's like I tweet something out and I maybe make a good point. I see that Eric Swalwell likes it. So it's like while you may not know somebody personally, people see your mm-hmm. shit on Twitter. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I, I have tweeted out that I would like to see some like biweekly fireside chat type things or, you know, high profile Democrats, but I think it's so important. It's just not happening. It's just mm. not happening. I don't see this effort this like united effort in the democratic party not just the party but just like every everything having to do with the dnc all of it i mean i do know jamie harrison is very open when you tweet to him he you know i had kirk acevedo on here and he was going on and on he's like you need president biden needs to tweet things in spanish and he needs to reach out oh, to the latino community yeah, yeah and so you know i mean right. yeah and it's kirk like Kirk is great he is he's so funny he's another yeah. badass But it's like those are the kinds of things that the Democratic Party needs. They need to reach out. And so, you know, I I tagged – I think I tagged um, Jamie Harrison on Kirk's Mm -hmm. tweet. And then Kirk said something to him. He saw that I I tagged him, then he tagged him, and then Jamie answered Kirk. So it's like we can get their attention, especially with Jamie Harrison – um, we can get their attention, and it's like, I don't know, they're just not fucking doing it right now, and they' I mean, I think they're doing an okay job as far as organizing. And I wanted to ask you, go back to, do you think that the democratic outreach and the organi- organizing can overcome the suppression that we're seeing from Republicans? Yes, okay. Yes,
1: That's I hope do. but I mean it, it, it's got to be like, do you remember Star Wars? the first star Wars yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> do. Do you Do you remember the end? Right. When, when Luke took that impossible shot, when he took the, when he took the visor off of his eyes and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, Luke use the force. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he took that shot and it impossibly went right in. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I th- while I think, yeah, we can out we can possibly out organize voter suppression I- I- every every thing has got to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be a, the right amount of organization, um yeah, it's gotta be an all out effort mm-hmm. all out, full court press, everything mm-hmm. in order to do that because some of these voter suppression laws you know they for instance they're taking uh a bunch of ballot drop boxes let's say for um for a, a large uh city and they they're removing like 30 of them mm-hmm. and leaving only one for a population of you know 800,000 people right and that's stupid Oof. and that should be illegal but mm-hmm. no they they passed laws mm-hmm. to allow this shit to happen so you know how do we combat that you know you can do yeah. all the organizing you want you know shit like that has to go It uh, cannot go unchallenged and I know Mark Elias mm-hmm. you know that guy yes Mark how do you pronounce his last name? I don't know, Elias. Elias? I don't know. Mark? I always call him. Let's Elias. say Elias. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he and his team have uh, a bunch of lawsuits. I think about fifteen different lawsuits challenging uh, the voter suppression laws in those states. So yeah, that that has to happen on on another track. Mm-hmm. Um, and voter registration. I mean, it's it's yeah. very important to to boost those. Numbers. Voter registration should be automatic. It It should should be be, when you turn 18, boom, you are registered to vote automatically.
0: Yeah. Yes, it should. And I know that there was even like in North Carolina at some point there was pre-registration, you know, where I think like 16 and 17-year-olds could like get get going. So by the time they're 18 – but I I agree with you. It should be automatic when you're 18. That day you turn 18, you should be able to vote. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's
1: the that's the bedrock of our democracy is the right to vote. Yeah. You know, I I don't even understand why we we have to fight for this. This is ridiculous that uh, Republicans they have so little to offer other than outrage about Mister Potato Head and (laughs) Doctor Zeus. You know, they they have so little to offer that well, you know, we can't beat them, so we'll cheat them.
0: You know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even uh, just throwing this out there, because they're so fucking corrupt now, and they're so blatant. Matt Schaefer, who was a Texas GOP congressman, he quote tweeted, it was the Houston Chronicle that says, Texas law rewarding abortion toddlers resembles the Taliban more than America. So he tweets tweets them, and he, he basically praised that. He said something yeah. like, "Even the Taliban doesn't like abortion." It's like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> yeah. So you're siding with the fucking Taliban? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like they sided with Putin when it served them, and now they act like now they act like they don't like him. They fucking loved him when Trump was president, and now they're you know basically saying that Biden isn't doing whatever he needs to do, and that he's a communist and all this shit. It just fucking drives me crazy. I can't stand every day. I'm telling you, the cortisol is just like. Through the roof because they are So they don't even Care anymore they don't yeah. ca- I mean It's like that thing that I quoted from ABC News that GOP voters Don't care about Criminality it doesn't faze mm-hmm. them Because they're like oh that's a stupid law anyway Rich people don't shouldn't have to pay taxes Oh my god all right so The last question I'm going to ask you Is um, <laughs> I'm sorry I just had to vent uh, I do that a lot What is your opinion right now of Merrick Garland
1: uh i've been critical of him of late because uh you know he's he's been giving a pass to some people that i don't believe deserve mm-hmm. a pass uh i think he who is he defending I, I think he's defending uh trump oh my lord he's defending trump uh against egene carroll's yeah. case which is just ludicrous mm-hmm. um and then I've seen some people say, "Oh, you got to give Merrick Garland a chance." I, you know, my initial uh, opinion about Merrick Garland was that, and I've said, I've said this on my show, I, I don't believe Merrick Garland has the talons and fangs mm-hmm. that we need in that in that position. Yeah, I know he wants to be that um very professional and nonpartisan guy and you can still be nonpartisan, partisan mm-hmm. but go after the criminals yeah. you know uh as they, they need to be getting gotten after. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't I don't think he, he has a killer instinct in him. Uh yeah. I think we would have been served much better having like a Glenn Kirshner or a uh Sally Yates, Yates yeah. in there.
0: You know, Sally Yates
1: I I think is also by the way I think Sally Yates is also leaning more conservative as far as law enforcement is concerned I don't mm-hmm. I don't see her as like uh, you know uh, what's the word like she's not a vigilante you yeah, know she's right. like by the by the book kind of person but mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know she would she her 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 fangs are sharper and uh-huh. her talons <laughs> are longer
0: <laughs> yeah i gotta agree with you and i think glenn Kirshner would be fucking awesome in that role um but unfortunately or yes yes fucking a <laughs> totally yeah, yeah the merrick garland thing um i just feel the same way you do i mean i i'm willing to give him a little I mean you know what's his name Noel Kausler was on the show and he's like there is no time we have no fucking time and we got to get shit done now and I do agree with that but I also understand that if you are going to build a case against whoever especially if it's the president of the United States uh, or you know somebody like Don Jr. or Ivanka or or any of those people you need to have an ironclad case where you know I mean Look at that fucking George Floyd trial. Well, it wasn't the; it was the Derek Chauvin trial. We had him on camera killing Mm -hmm. George Floyd. No fucking doubt of what happened. But we still needed to have a a a very solid case because we are a racist country, and it's you know we needed to have that open. I mean, it was like absolute guilt, which I think the the uh, prosecution did an excellent job, but mm-hmm. I, but I feel, I mean, and, and it's ridiculous that there should have, there did, I mean, it was on fucking camera. We saw it happen.
1: Kimberly, that, that Derek Chauvin trial was basically the Luke Skywalker shot, you yeah. know, and, and yeah, like all yeah, of the yeah. conditions were perfect.
0: perfect. Yeah.
1: And that's what you needed in order to convict Derek Chauvin, despite the fact that you saw him on video for nine minutes mm-hmm. and defa- despite the fact that uh, m- many of his colleagues testified against him, you know, yeah. uh, despite the fact that, uh, you know, medical experts were, were confirming that, you know, every, mm-hmm. you had everything working against him in order for him to be convicted because, yeah. as you said, you know, America is still... A racist country and if you think it's not then you've got blinders
0: on exactly and and we need if the if the president of the united states or i should say a president of the united states is to get indicted and arrested that's got to be so fucking that that case has to be so solid so i understand. That there has to be some time involved, so that that you know, to make sure that that happens. So I guess we'll see. I don't know exactly what to think, and the fact that you know, I mean, I had a lot of people arguing with me on Twitter about the Eugene Carroll thing, and you know, I don't care what has happened in the past because people were arguing that, um, you know, he's basically going by tradition and 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 what they've done in the past. I don't give a shit. We're in a new fucking time now. Things have yeah. changed, and. You know, I mean, Eugene Carroll says she's got the fucking DNA, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just all very upsetting, but I do feel I'm going to take this from you. I'm the fact that you have some hope, even though you're terrified, helps me along because I need I need as much fucking hope as I can get. <laughs> well, let me let me say this, Kimberly.
1: You know, two things, right? One is. As, as far as prognosticating, as far as trying to predict what is going to happen, nobody knows. Know. Nobody has, I you know. know, nobody has a 100% accurate crystal ball. You know, all we have is is what we know from the past mm-hmm. has happened and, you know, our own expectations. So you can choose how you uh, perceive What's going to happen? You can choose to be positive about it, mm-hmm. or you can choose to be negative about it, neither of which is going to affect the outcome you know the, of of the issue. Yeah. but either one will affect your own yes physical condition, your own emotional yeah. state, You're right right Obviously. and that leads me to number two and number two is what I wanted to say is that you got to unplug every yeah. once in a yeah. while you got to unplug. And I say that for myself because mm-hmm. I have high blood pressure, yes. you know, and I I kind of maintain that. I, I drink plenty of water Um and I do pay attention to what's going on. But also I have to, you know, sometimes I got to unplug and step away from it and yeah. say, you know what? Life isn't all about this. Life is about, you know, my daughter's birthday, you know, uh, in a few weeks from now. Mm-hmm. And it's about taking care of my lawn and, (laughs) you know, folding the laundry and Mm -hmm. shit like that, you know? Um,
0: Yeah, and and I do. Focusing on what matters. I do, and I've been actually working on um you know doing you know I was talking on my podcast about this before so just to be real brief you know I've been listening to native american music and doing like this very easy gentle workout that kind of like while I'm doing it I'm kind of affirming positive things to pull me out of the you know constant oh my god so I I am mm. making that effort and uh, I have to I've always been able to separate but as you know things are just so crazy right now and it's it's just tough i i you know i'm a warrior it's in my fucking dna my boyfriend (laughs) sees it in my family and he's like yeah you've you got that gene so i do so i have to work on that but either way um i just want to say thank you once again so much for being on the show i always love talking to you you're you've got a great perspective um so before i let you go please tell everybody where to find you
1: oh um You can find me on the Twitter. (laughs) Uh, That's at M -M M-P-A-D-E-L-L-A-N. You can find me on YouTube, on the Really American YouTube channel. Uh, I do a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's called Storytime with BDD. And, um, yeah, we, we have fun. We talk politics, but we also have a thing called Timeline Cleanse. Uh, and the thing at the end of the show it's like a guessing game (laughs) sometimes (laughs) it's like guess that 70s song right guess that tv commercial jingle or whatever so yeah (laughs) because again it's important yeah yeah pay attention to what's going on but also have some fun
0: yeah enjoy your life and that's good advice and you can also find me on at the twitter on author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. I have got my books on Amazon. Check them out. And thank you once again, Majid. Talking to you is just super awesome. Thank you for having me,
1: Kimberly. This is great. I love these chats.
0: Me too. You take care. You too. Bye-bye. bye bye